0: Hi, this is Rini Premeda, the Jersey dog trainer, telling you to stay tuned to WNJC 1360 AM for Thursday in the Doghouse coming right up. Mama was a but, Daddy was one too. Me, I'm a little bit of everything. Everything that I use. One day I'm walking down my block. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Thursday in the Doghouse, House, a radio program devoted to our favorite companion pet, the dog. We talk about cats on occasion, too. I'm your host, Rini Primeza, and I'm the Jersey Dog Trainer. We're here each Thursday morning from 10 to 10.30, right here on WNJC, 1360 AM. My sole purpose of doing this show is to help you understand why our dogs and cats do the things they do. When people learn to understand what motivates our animals to behave in certain ways, they actually become more patient and understanding of them rather than getting frustrated and angry all the time. I'm here to tell you today that even professional dog trainers can wind up having dogs with huge problems and who are very challenging to live with. I thought you might find it interesting to listen to a case history about a Silky Terrier rescue named Toby, who was adopted by one of my colleagues, Vivian Arzumanian, from Brooklyn, New York. Vivian also lives with two other rescue dogs, Willow, a Heinz 57 small German Shepherd mix, and Willow's daughter, Greta. Vivian is a certified professional dog trainer who has been working around dogs since 1999. She owns her own dog training business, Pumpkin Pups Dog Training. She's generously agreed to to visit with us today and to share her experiences since she's met Toby. Before we talk to Vivian, I'd like to tell you what services I offer as a professional dog trainer and certified behavior consultant in the South Jersey area. Is your dog always in the doghouse? Does he greet people by jumping all over them? Does she chew your shoes and steal your undies? Guess what? Your dog needs training. Hi, I'm Rene Primeza, the Jersey Dog Trainer, and I train dogs using only positive-based methods. My services include private training right in your own home. I also offer group puppy kindergarten classes starting at 8 weeks of age, and group classes for adolescent and adult dogs beginning at five months of age. All group classes are held at Dog Days Camp for Canines, 23 West Main Street, Marlton, New Jersey. For more information, please contact me at 609-280-9338 or on the web at www.jerseydogtrainer.com. Again, that's 609 609- two eight zero nine three three eight we're on the web at www.jerseydogtrainer.com good morning Vivian welcome to the doghouse thank you I'm glad to be here I'm really happy to, to hear you too um, Vivian when did you first meet your dog Toby and how old was he at that time uh, I met him it was either
1: March or April 2006
0: okay.
1: and he was his birthday is in March so he was about a year old when I met him
0: okay and how what were the circumstances that you you met this dog
1: well, I was contacted by his owner actually, um, I got an email that said something like "Trade acupuncture for dog training oh, and I definitely needed acupuncture oh, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so um, we got in touch and uh it turned out that Toby had been chasing and biting her five year old son mm. a couple of times badly enough that he needed antibiotics. Mm. Um, and that was kind of all I knew uh, at, before I met Toby.
0: okay. And so what did you do? Uh, how long did you work with Toby? And what were um, the results? I think
1: that I probably met with them a couple of times um on both on you know on my visits to them. It, he was oddly able to um, give me lots of attention for clicks and treats okay. while Dante, the little boy, was running around and doing all kinds of wild things. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, my client said to me, he's never behaved so well in his life, which (laughs) made me feel just so full of myself. Right.
0: And so were you successful in your endeavors working with Toby at that house?
1: Well, what happened was really by the time that I, I was um, seeing Toby, whose name was Jack at the time, um, really his owner was ready to find him a new home. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and I honestly agreed with her that uh, despite, you know, his ability to give me the kind of attention that he could, despite the distractions, um, that she really wasn't in a situation as a single mother to do the work with him that would be necessary Mm -hmm. to... you know, to have him safe living with a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had also, he had problems at the groomer. Uh, he had bitten a friend of hers while sitting on the couch and being petted. So she was really done. But at the same time, she adored him mm-hmm. and wanted to find a local rehoming for him mm-hmm. so that they could stay in touch and still see him. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm a total soft touch for these sorts of things. Right. And uh, it became pretty clear that he was not an easy rehoming project. So one day while my husband was out of town, <laughs> I said, oh, I'll just take him home with me overnight and see what happens. Oh. And that's how my life with Toby, then Jack, started.
0: I see. So, what did you do you, you what was the result of that overnight stay did well be-
1: the result of that overnight stay is that uh five years later, Toby is here
0: <laughs> he's still there
1: and he's my dog okay and um you know from the beginning he I could pretty much always handle him, but I discovered uh very quickly that um his problems were vastly, vastly larger than um, than the little bit that I observed and um, and what was reported to me
0: what what i'm curious because i know that when you rescue a dog or you take a dog out of its original situation there tends to be a honeymoon period did you did he give you any honeymoon period where his behavior was not so bad
1: well it was interesting he did actually because um just before uh we started talking for the show i pulled out some old notes that i wrote um about what the what the first few months were like, mm-hmm. and um, on the second day that he was here, <laughs> I wrote, "No resource guarding seen yet, not towards food or toys, people or locations." Right. Um, we've had a hu- we had a huge problem with him with house training, which also wasn't so evident in the beginning. Um, partly because he was so stressed that he wasn't really drinking very much. Right. Um, So, uh, you know, in the beginning it seemed um, like it really wasn't going to be so bad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And he would lie. He was very tiny at the time. He was under nine pounds, and he would lie on my lap while I worked on the computer and... um, you know, and very affectionate, and mm-hmm. it was just lovely.
0: Yeah, very nice. <laughs> uh, and
1: then, you know, very soon after that, mm-hmm. we started to see uh, a very anxious dog who was reactive and barking and lunging um, at plastic bags on the street and bikes and. People on rollerblades and skateboards, and um, mm-hmm. if we had him in the car, he was basically hysterically barking at anything that caught his eye.
0: Um, you even mentioned to me in our phone conversation that he would completely freak out if, if the window washers were going, or yes, if, the, yes. if you, if you um, t- put He your- would,
1: if we were driving in the rain and the windshield wipers started going. He would throw himself, uh, if we allowed him to, of course, throw himself at the windshield and, you know, snarl and snap and bark at the windshield wipers.
0: And, and what about other sounds that the car may have made? Did he react when you put your turn signals on? Did he react when he saw people on the street? Yeah,
1: he reacted when he saw people on the street. He, uh, and the directional was a huge trigger for him. So anytime we needed to make a turn, and mm-hmm. we'd turn the directional on, mm-hmm. he would become a whining wreck. Wow. And, um, you know, I have no, I have theories about why that might be, but I really have no idea
0: mm-hmm.
1: why that particular thing set him off
0: so badly. And you said that um, when he first, came to your home that you didn't see any resource guarding. did that change over time?
1: Yeah, it changed pretty quickly <laughs> uh, as he got a little bit more comfortable. he would he had a great love of pens and pencils in particular, All right. uh, very agile, jump on the table in a second to get anything
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and if he had one of those items um if you couldn't convince him to, you know, drop it and come to you for food, um, you just, you know, hope that he doesn't hurt himself and uh, wait until he's done and then go clean up.
0: Once, if you if you did not pay attention to him when he stole a pen or pencil or anything else that uh, maybe he was guarding, I don't know if he guarded anything else, but if you didn't uh, acknowledge him. Would he drop that item pretty quickly and go find something else to do, or was he intent on really eating these things?
1: Um, He he There seemed to be a certain inherent pleasure in chewing the erasers off pencils. (laughs) But then once that was done he was kind of finished and definitely um not paying a huge amount of attention mm-hmm. was was very helpful okay. uh because then it kind of made the item less special to mm-hmm.
0: him how about during storms was he uh was he afraid of thunder what did he react at all when you had bad weather
1: well here's that's one of the five problems that we didn't have
0: oh Wow. Um, and that's it. kind of
1: my joke about Toby is, you know, there are about five things that he didn't have problems with, <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was a very long list of um, of difficult behaviors. But no, he has never reacted to thunderstorms. Wow. doesn't bother him at all. He doesn't like the rain, mm-hmm. uh, but... Uh, Those kind of noises do not bother him. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, How old were your children at the time?
1: uh, Let's see. uh, My younger daughter was 14, Mm -hmm. and um, my older daughter was 21 and wasn't actually living in the house
0: anymore and so was your was your 14 year old daughter for uh was she mature enough to avoid uh any altercation with toby did yes, toby i mean
1: she definitely i'm um, not to say that she didn't get bitten by him but mm-hmm. she um she had very good radar for his state of mind, mm-hmm. and um, you know, learned very quickly when to just leave him alone.
0: Did he bite and people? Was certainly
1: old enough uh, to not. And she's kind of a mature person, anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, to realize that this was a dog that you couldn't just scoop up and handle at will.
0: How much biting, um, Vivian? How much biting did he do when uh, he was staying with you?
1: Uh, In the beginning, it kind of felt like somebody got bitten or snapped at probably almost every day.
0: And and what was the level of uh, pressure that he was using when he would use his teeth?
1: Um, I mean, generally, he was at least leaving red marks. And uh, depending on the circumstances and how stupid we were, (laughs) uh, we've got some real, you know, punctures with a canine tooth really going in. Okay. I mean, luckily he's just a one-bite biter. He Mm. doesn't repeat bite and he doesn't hold on. So, right? Right. Thankfully, (laughs) we minimize the damage a little that way.
0: (laughs) Thankfully, he's a little dog too. Little dogs have littler teeth.
1: A larger dog,
0: uh huh.
1: He would not be.
0: He wouldn't be here. Period. Right?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. you know, couldn't, it wouldn't have been a safe situation.
0: And you said that your husband was not home the day that you, you brought him home. Was he in a state of shock when yes, he first he was met him? in a
1: state of shock, <laughs> dismay, and horror. Yeah. Um, uh, but he, to his credit, put up with it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and at the point that it became clear that Toby wasn't going to go anywhere, mm-hmm. um, he... To his credit, was um, not happy, but accepting. All right. And he's come to love Toby very, very much.
0: Isn't it funny how we can become so attached to our animals yes. despite yes. the severe and, you know problems. Toby
1: does have some amazingly sweet qualities. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't believe how difficult he is right. uh, because you often don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um uh you know, unless you handle him too much or he feels threatened, mm-hmm. and then you know he will snap mm-hmm. um, and uh but just you know reading what he was like way back then mm-hmm. and observing him now, even though we're often very frustrated mm-hmm. um and I have this fantasy sometimes that the perfect person who lives in a quieter environment who loves. Snappy little dogs <laughs> will say, "Oh, we'd love to take him. Mm. Um, I don't think I could part
0: with him. Mm-hmm. I, I can relate to that, and I, you know, I mean, we do. We get attached to them, and we we really just kind of fall in love with their good qualities, and then we just have to deal with the challenges that they offer us. But a lot of people do the same thing that you did. Yeah." Yeah, um but you weren't you weren't thinking of really adopting him when you first took him home. No, no. You were you, you yeah, were going you know, to it was really him. Sort of
1: like how can I help these people who are at their wit's end who have this smart little adorable dog. Mhm. And I, I really I think had um had hopes that I could do enough with him that would really make a difference. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. You, uh, and really make him adoptable.
0: You mentioned to me um, in our conversation on the phone that now that Toby, um, you know, you've decided that Toby is going to be a permanent member of your family, that you you purchased something called a calming cap for him to wear when he goes in the car. Right. And what and is actually, the calming cap?
1: We, we've been using the calming cap for a number of years with him. And what is um, that? And it. Uh, it it's made out of um, material that's kind of like like or like a bathing suit material. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it is is a double layer of that material, but over the the eye area, because uh, it covers the dog's head, sort sort of like a fly mask on a horse.
0: I see. Um,
1: and the area that's over the dog's eyes, actually, they can see through it, mm-hmm. but it's very filmy. And, um, and it really cuts out a lot of visual stimulation.
0: Doesn't that frighten the dog?
1: Well, you know, he doesn't love it, but, um, I didn't really have the luxury of, of desensitizing him to it. Mm -hmm. Um, or maybe that I didn't have the patience. I, I certainly could have done it. Uh, but he, I'm able, I was able to just pop it on him. He doesn't love it, uh but he doesn't try to get it off with his paws. And when he has it on, he's really quiet and relatively calm in the car. Um you know, now actually quite calm in the early days um it you know, it wasn't like a magic bullet, but Mm. he was able to lie down and eventually go to sleep in the car.
0: That's a huge improvement. That's a a great tool to be able to use also.
1: It is. And actually, we've discovered that we can walk him.
0: With the calming cap cap on? Also, With the calming cap.
1: Yes. Now, we have to be very careful because he will bump into things. Okay. Uh, Because even though he can see through it, it's not that
0: great. Sure.
1: Uh but we have walked him in it um, when we've really needed to get someplace where uh, there's just too much going on and mm-hmm. we don't really have a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing, and one of the ways that I know that he really doesn't like it is when we're in the car. If I just take it out and show it to him, mm-hmm. he will lie down on the floor of the car. <laughs> rather than have me put it on
0: him. Yeah, so it is a negative to It's him.
1: definitely a negative.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and, you yeah. know, I in general, certainly in my practice, mm-hmm. I don't, with my clients' dogs, I don't like to introduce things that make dogs uncomfortable or that they experience as being right. um, uh, uh, aversive. Yeah. But, on the other hand, um <sighs> Toby has a wonderful life.
0: (laughs) I'm sure he does.
1: (laughs) And if if occasionally I make him feel a little icky
0: for five minutes, it's okay. (laughs) It is okay because he's alive and well and he has a wonderful life. Yeah, he really does. Have you ever used anything that we know of as uh, an anxiety wrap? Or now that we have these products, there's also something called a thunder shirt. Have you ever used that to help calm him down? I I didn't, but one thing
1: that I did discover early on is because he was so tiny, he got cold easily, Mm -hmm. and um, I had a snug sweater for him Mm -hmm. that he wore, and he pretty much lived in that sweater, mm-hmm. uh, whenever, you know, not in the, in the summer, obviously. Right. But, um, in the winter, he wore his sweater all the time and it definitely was helpful.
0: Sure. That's, I think it works the same way. It's, yes. it's, it's a little bit of what Temple Grandin calls, you know, refers to as the squeeze machine or as as we commonly think of as hug therapy exactly um and i know that they use that type of thing with children who have meltdowns like autistic children they put a vest on those children and they put it on fairly tightly with velcro and the, and the child can calm down so i think that's pretty amazing
1: yeah and it was it was just sort of by happenstance that i discovered it pretty mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. um, so uh so it was our version how does how does
0: does toby get along with willow and greta uh
1: he pretty much avoids them Mm -hmm.
0: um were they there when he was there or did they come after
1: they came after actually willow and greta have just joined our family since january i see um it's been uh, a hard adjustment for toby uh, before that he lived with our standard poodles who have since passed away mm-hmm. um, and so uh and basically with the poodles, you know he put up with them and they ignored him, and he could snark at them if they got too close or they bothered him and they would just, you know, sort of turn away and say, oh, oh all right, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there weren't any uh, confrontations with him and the poodles. With Willow, it's been a little bit different and a little harder. Um, and uh, there have been a few times where they've gotten into some scuffles. So mm-hmm. while I'm working on uh, more calm behavior on everybody's uh uh, on everyone's side uh, they're pretty much separated unless I am with them and monitoring what's going on.
0: Do you feel that um, you can go more than a day without some kind of incident or something else that you have to manage very tightly uh, in your home because with of the, the dog yeah
1: or uh, so you're not ta- you're not out a- you're asking between the dogs yes yes. Yeah, I there's there's right now where um we've got a huge amount of management going. Mm-hmm. The other thing is that Greta is just a puppy. She's a little over 4 months. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she would like to play with Toby. Right. And um mm-hmm. and she's already probably twice his size, so mm-hmm. that's certainly not going to happen.
0: Are you ever afraid that Toby could do something to Greta, especially in that uh, very sensitive period that she's in right now?
1: Actually, you know, <laughs> I'm not so worried about Greta. And the interesting thing about Toby is that he will snarl and snap. He's really not interested in mm-hmm. having a fight with a dog. hmm so he, you know, he very quickly um, will, you know, get out of the situation. So I'm not worried about him being proactive and going after her. Mm-hmm. He would more be defensive, and then if she didn't back off, you mm-hmm. know, he would worry about himself.
0: You actually had a consult or two with um, someone from the University of Pennsylvania, Dr. Karen Overall. How did that work out with you, with Toby? Uh,
1: Well, Dr. Overall was incredibly helpful uh, just in terms of um, explaining and teaching me how to work on a deference protocol with Toby. Uh, and. Basically, that is teaching the dog to sit in lots and lots of different circumstances mm-hmm. because dogs are calmer when sitting mm-hmm. than otherwise. Mm-hmm. And um, and that has been a huge, huge help to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby will, if I can get his attention soon enough, even if he hears a dog when we're outside and he would like to go ballistic, mm-hmm. if I ask him to sit and start giving him little yummy treats for sitting mm-hmm. even though he may start to vibrate a little <laughs> bit with <laughs> with anxiety and and reactivity mm-hmm. he will continue to take the food and we can you know keep his reactions um, to a minimum very, very minimized
0: have you ever experienced with Toby if he was reactive to something did he ever redirect aggression to anybody else uh
1: Well, that's a really nice, that's another one of his good
0: features. He's never done it. Which is
1: that I can generally just scoop him up, uh, if I have to. Not that it calms him down necessarily, Mm -hmm. but he will not redirect and try to bite me.
0: Oh, that's great. I mean, that's really helpful. Yeah,
1: it's a huge help. Huge help.
0: How has, how has Toby influenced your own training Practice. Have you learned a lot from him? Oh my God,
1: he's he's a college education, Correct. a master's, and a PhD yeah. all rolled into one. And how
0: many of us have had dogs like that? Uh,
1: probably more of us than They're we'd not. like
0: to admit. Right, right. <laughs> they 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 do educate us, and yes. and I think that sometimes I don't know. I think sometimes the universe makes things happen for a reason, and that they these dogs wind up with us because it does help. Others, because of them right
1: and, and it's been just amazing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Unfortunately, he's my example for many things, right uh, when I talk to my clients, um, but it also tells me you know it's given me a real measure for what I can tell my clients they should expect in terms of improvement mm-hmm. um how much work it takes, right. uh, how much maintenance it takes, because mm-hmm. certainly, you know, uh, I'm no better than than many, you know, regular pet owners in that I fall off on doing the training work mm-hmm. and I'll see that behaviors start to deteriorate. Mm-hmm. Um, the nice thing is that when you've laid a good base, when you reinstitute the training practices or management or whatever you've let slip, Mm -hmm. um, you know, you get back the improvement pretty quickly.
0: That's an interesting thought because a lot of people would not have the patience to spend the rest of their lives constantly being on guard and constantly being on tight management with the dog, and I can see many people do slip and and then start letting the dog do his own thing and the behaviors come back. How uh, we, ha- we have a very short period of time, but I just have one more question. If If you could gauge this from your experience with Toby, with other people who are working with problem dogs, how long would you say it would take with really strict management, with really good training, before your dog would then get right back into it if you let it slip? I mean, uh, would it be a month? Would it be a week? Could it be, would it be maybe six months of constant oh, no. training? I, mean,
1: I actually think, I think if you've really laid a good base, like the second you get started, mm-hmm. you see immediate improvement.
0: Vivian, I can't thank you enough for being here. We only have a minute. Can you give us your website so others uh, might be able to check you out on the web and uh, especially people who might be listening on the podcast who are from New York?
1: Uh, Sure. My website is very simple. It's www.pumpkinpups.com. Okay. Um, It's pups like puppies.
0: All right.
1: All one word. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's been really great. Having this chance to
0: speak with you, I loved a it, and fun. I think that this story is fascinating. And I thank you very, very much. And I can I wish you continued success with your dog. Well, thank you. Take have have a great week, um, Vivian, and thanks again. You too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye all right duke thanks for reminding me that we're running out of time i hope you'll all listen in again next thursday morning from 10 to 10 30 right here on wnjc we will be talking about some very common and sometimes very serious problems that can come up when people have more than one dog living in the home so i hope you join me then have a great week everybody Mama wasn't but that it was one too Me I'm a little bit of everything Everything that I use One day I'm walking down my block I'm walking that walk I walk When I spy me a pretty chair I said it's time to go talk my toe.